0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: Hey, you made it. It's Friday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, October 13, 2023, Friday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year A, Cycle 1. Friday is a day to pray the Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Theopolis of Antioch. He was a second-century Bishop of Antioch in modern-day Turkey and an early Christian apologist. Now, Theopolis was originally a philosopher in the Eastern Roman Empire and he began to study the scriptures with the intention of attacking the Christian faith, but he was soon converted. He was a gifted apologist and the author of an apology in three books addressed to Autolycus, the only work of his writings to survive. It seeks to demonstrate the superiority of Christianity over the immoral myths of pagan religion. It is also noted for its development of the doctrine of the logos, that is the word, as first enunciated in the Gospel of John and to express the word triad when describing the relationship of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. St. Theophilus of Antioch died in the year 181. St. Theophilus of Antioch, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. God, you know the desires of our hearts for authentic peace, justice, and love. I offer you my prayers, thoughts, words, actions, joys and sufferings today together with Jesus who continues to offer himself to us in the Eucharist, who continues to reveal himself to us in the poor, the oppressed, the marginalized, the unborn, the most vulnerable in our world. May your Holy Spirit be my guide and strength today so that I may be a witness to your love, your justice and your peace and to the sanctity of each human life. Together with Mary, our mother, sister, and friend, she who carried the Savior in her womb with all the communion of saints, and with all of us who offer ourselves to you for the good of others today, we pray, amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for the church that she may adopt listening and dialogue as a lifestyle at every level and allow herself to be guided by the Holy Spirit towards the peripheries of the world. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus.
2: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother, Immaculate, and Joseph, my father and Lord, My God and angel, intercede for me. Today the Holy Spirit presents us with a rather mysterious gospel. And I think now in our time of prayer, if we're to try to understand it and pray about it, we need to have a basic idea of what's going on. It all begins with you, Lord Jesus, casting out a demon. And when you do so, the Pharisees say that you cast out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. And then Jesus you give a bit of teaching about that and... You say to them, well, look, if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, who do your own people cast them out by? And you talk about unity. You talk about Satan can't be disunited amongst himself. Then you talk about a strong man, fully armed, being overtaken by somebody else. And then you talk about spirits coming out of a man and going back to that man later on. So these are the three elements of today's Gospel text. And let's pray about them. It's a mysterious text. And I want to begin with the episode of Beelzebul. They say, Jesus, you cast out demons by Beelzebul, the prince of demons. Today's text very much has a sense of the reality of demons. And we need to be aware of that reality. Of course, later on, we have the spirit coming out and then going back to the person. Jesus, you're telling us that these evil spirits, the devil, is real. They're very real. And we have to be aware of that reality and not play games. This is a cosmic battle against the forces of evil. And we have to be faithful, not play around, and very much rely on our own garden angel to protect us. Lord God, Jesus, help us to realise the stakes. This is no game, this is no joke, this is serious. But you cast out demons, they say, by the prince of demons, Beelzebul. Beelzebul is a rather mysterious figure. It seems to be the original Beelzebub, not Beelzebul, but Beelzebub, was a god worshipped by the Philistines. and Beelzebul means Lord of the Flies, and it could even be understood, slightly changed, Beelzebul, to Lord of Dung. But with time, the name got changed to Beelzebul, which means Lord of the Exalted Places. And the Jews somehow associated this pagan god with the devil, with the prince of the demons. They somehow sort of put the two together. They so rejected this false deity that they saw in him the expression of the devil. And they say, Jesus, that you cast out devils by the prince of devils. And you give them a lesson on unity. Even Satan, you say, wouldn't do that. There's a sort of evil unity in hell. It has to be. It has to be the case. Otherwise, it just couldn't function. It's the unity of tyranny, the unity of fear. But there's a unity all the same. So Jesus is saying that even Satan has to be united. Otherwise, his kingdom will not stand. And then, Jesus, you talk to him about the reality of your power. Your power is not from the devil, because you are God. You are love. You are life. You cast out demons in your human nature by the finger of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Elsewhere, the Holy Spirit is described as the finger of God. What a beautiful image. Because when we think of fingers, we think of power. Through our fingers, we grasp things, we take control of things, we hold things, we write, but we do so with care and detail and the holy spirit holy spirit you act with such care and detail with such power you are the strength of god being god yourself the third person of the trinity and you act with such delicate power such delicacy with such refinement we thank you holy spirit for acting in that sensitive and subtle way in our own lives and then jesus you talk about this strong man fully armed who's guarding his own palace and who thinks that he's at peace he has everything under control But when one stronger than he assails him and overcomes him, he takes away his armour in which he trusted and divides his spoil. What is all this about? Well, the fathers of the church saw the strong man as the devil. The devil thought he had everything under control. And we see the arrogance and the pride of the devil, for example, at moments in the Gospels, for example, when he tries to tempt you, Lord Jesus, and the devil taking Jesus to that high place. He showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me. And I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it shall be yours. I think we have to be careful not to fall into the lie, into the trap of the deceit of the devil. The devil thinks he owns the world. And this is what he's saying here. He gives the impression that he owns the world. But very often the devil lies. Jesus, you told us that the devil is... A liar and the father of lies. So we mustn't always believe his claims. The devil does not control the world. He thinks he does. In a certain sense, he has some control. Even our Lord Jesus recognized this. Just before your passion, Jesus, you have this to say. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the ruler of this world be cast out. So in a sense, the devil does have a certain control over the world, but he's been cast out. He thinks he's in control. He thinks he's the strong man, fully armed with everything under control. But Jesus, you are the one stronger than he. You break in. You break into his stronghold. And I think that's really important, so that we don't lose hope, because sometimes we think the devil has everything under control. But Jesus breaks in with the finger of God, which is his own finger, his own power, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And he overcomes this evil action of the devil. There's a beautiful story told, a true story, I mean, of Mother Teresa, Saint Teresa of Calcutta, during a civil war in the Lebanon. And she heard about some poor children, very, very seriously mentally disabled Muslim children, who were trapped there, absolutely trapped. The war was raging and their carers had run away. And about 30 or so very mentally disabled Muslim children. And through a good Muslim person who made an appeal for them, Mother Teresa heard about them. And she used all the influence she could, but above all, she prayed to Our Lady. She had tremendous faith. There happened to be a very good American ambassador at the time, who was a man of real goodwill. And she went to him, and he used his influence, and he did manage to broker a ceasefire. And Mother Teresa went in, trusting in Our Lady with incredible faith. She told the ambassador, "I'm going tomorrow." And he said, "Well, maybe I need a bit more time." She says, "No, I'm going tomorrow. Our Lady's told me I'm going tomorrow." And she went in, and one by one, with other people, she got all these poor little children out. And this is a wonderful example of the power of God. In the midst of so much evil, Mother Teresa was so shocked by the madness, the evil of this civil war. People killing each other, people even leaving these children in such desperate situation. She was so shocked by this, but she used the power of God. And at that moment, precisely the power of God, the finger of God broke in to overcome this evil context where the the devil seemed to have everything under control and was promoting such senseless violence. Let's be careful not to view the world with the same tired, corrupt vision of so many others, seeing everything as a power struggle, everything as corruption and factions. We take it for granted that the devil has won, the devil somehow controls the situation. No, we need to have faith to believe in the power of Christ, who is the stronger man, and the power of the Holy Spirit, who is able to break down and conquer the unjust structures of sin. The devil will be active and is active and fosters corruption also in the church, but with faith and prayer we also ask our Lord to break in and to overpower Satan, taking away all the weapons he relied upon and sharing out his spoils. Faith is to believe in and to bring into play this greater power of Christ and the Holy Spirit and not just to assume that the devil must always have everything under control. Beelzebul, the prince of demons, the lord of flies, the lord of dung, the one who thinks he is the lord of the exalted places can be brought down. Now, The Gospel passage of today finishes with an account of these demons who go into a man and then are cast out, but eventually find their way back. And there's a lesson to us not to be complacent. Even when we do achieve a victory over Satan, sometimes we do. There seems to be many defeats, but sometimes we do achieve a real victory. But not to be complacent. The demons go back when everything is nice and ordered and swept. Then he goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. The lesson not to be complacent. Just because sometimes we do achieve a victory over Satan. Not to think that's it. We've got everything nicely under control. We need to keep on again and again. Keep alive our prayer. Jesus, you told us in another passage that there are forms of demonic activity, types of demons, which can only be cast out by prayer. We need to keep on praying. We need to keep on trusting in you. And keep alive our faith in your power. Our faith in the Holy Spirit. Holy Mary, you are the one who crushes Satan's head. You are the one whom Satan can never stain, never conquer, never get to. We see that in the book of Revelation, how Satan goes for you, but the eagle of God, who in many ways represents the Holy Spirit, protects you. So we turn to you, Mother, to keep us safe from Satan and all his power. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother, Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and angel, intercede for
1: me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RolefantRadio.com and on the Rolefant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just three minutes. This is Daybreak on Rolefant Radio and the Rolefant Radio app. It's Friday of the 27th week in Ordinary Time, October 13th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin the liturgical days. We join in prayer with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the invitatory psalm and the Office of Readings.
3: Lord, open my lips,
4: and,
1: and my, my mouth, mouth will, will proclaim, proclaim your praise. Your praise.
4: Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
3: The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all The highest mountains as well He made the sea, it belongs to him The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands
4: Come, Come, let let us us give give thanks to to the Lord For God's great love is without end Come then, let us bow down and worship Bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us give give thanks to the Lord. Lord, For God's great love is without without end.
3: Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had
4: seen all of my works. Come, Come, let let us give give thanks to the Lord, Lord, for God's great love is without end. end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as
4: As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
5: With crying, with longing for my God.
6: I I am worn worn out out with with crying, with with longing longing for my my God.
5: Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me, Lord of hosts. Let not those who seek you be dismayed through me, God of Israel. It is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in the morning, then they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen.
7: I am worn out with crying, with with longing for
8: my God. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with with thirst, and and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion for counselors. Not one could I find. For food they gave me poison. In my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. I needed needed food, and they they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me
6: vinegar. Seek the Lord, and you will live.
8: Seek
5: the Lord, and and you will live.
6: As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify Him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
5: As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
8: Let us pray. God, our Father, to show the way of salvation You chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather through the contemplation of his wounds. Make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, and And you will live. live. The Lord will teach us His ways, and we will follow in His footsteps. From the first letter of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. All under the yoke of slavery must regard their masters as worthy of full respect, otherwise the name of God and the church's teaching suffer abuse. Those slaves whose masters are brothers in the faith must not take liberties with them on that account. They must perform their tasks even more faithfully, since those who will profit from their work are believers and beloved brothers. These are the things you must teach and preach. Whoever teaches in any other way, not holding to the sound doctrines of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching proper to true religion should be recognized as both conceited and ignorant, a sick man in his passion for polemics and controversy. From these come envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, in a word, the bickering of men with twisted minds who have lost all sense of truth. Such men value religion only as a means of personal gain. There is, of course, great gain in religion, provided one is content with a sufficiency. We brought nothing into this world, nor have we the power to take anything out. If we have food and clothing, we have all that we need. Those who want to be rich are falling into temptation and a trap. They are letting themselves be captured by foolish and harmful desires which drag men down to ruin and destruction. The love of money is the root of all evil. Some men in their passion for it have strayed from the faith and have come to grief amid great pain. The Word of the Lord Do not worry about your life and what you are to eat, nor about your body, and what you are to wear. Surely life is worth worth more than food, and the the body body is more valuable than clothes. As long as we have food and clothing, we should be content. Surely life is worth more than food, and and the body body is more valuable than than clothes. clothes.
0: A reading from the First Instruction by St. Vincent of Larins, priest. Is there to be no development of religion in the Church of Christ? Certainly there is to be development, and on the largest scale. Who can be so grudging to men, so full of hate for God, as to try to prevent it? But it must truly be development of the faith, not alteration of the faith. Development means that each thing expands to be itself while alteration means that a thing is changed from one thing into another. The understanding, knowledge, and wisdom of one and all, of individuals as well as of the whole church, ought to then make great and vigorous progress with the passing of the ages and the centuries, but only along its own line of development, that is, with the same doctrine, the same meaning, and the same import. The religion of souls should follow the law of development of bodies. Though bodies develop and unfold their component parts with the passing of the years, they always remain what they were. There is a great difference between the flower of childhood and the maturity of age. But those who become old are the very same people who were once young. Though the condition and appearance of one and the same individual may change, It is one and the same nature, one and the same person. The tiny members of unweaned children and the grown members of young men are still the same members. Men have the same number of limbs as children. Whatever develops at a later age was already present in seminal form. There is nothing new in old age that was not already latent in childhood. There is no doubt, then, that the legitimate and correct rule of development, the established and wonderful order of growth, is this. In older people, the fullness of years always brings to completion those members and forms that the wisdom of the Creator fashioned beforehand in their earlier years. If, however, the human form were to turn into some shape that did not belong to its own nature, or even if something were added to the sum of its members or subtracted from it, the whole body would necessarily perish, or become grotesque, or at least be enfeebled. In the same way, the doctrine of the Christian religion should properly follow these laws of development, that is, by becoming firmer over the years, more ample in the course of time, more exalted as it advances in age. In ancient times, our ancestors sowed the good seed in the harvest field of the church, it would be very wrong and unfitting if we, their descendants, were to reap not the genuine wheat of truth, but the intrusive growth of error. On the contrary, what is right and fitting is this there should be no inconsistency between first and last, but we should reap true doctrine from the growth of true teaching, so that when in the course of time those sowings yield an increase, it may flourish and be tended in our day also. Israel, listen to
8: the statutes and decrees which I am teaching you.
2: Do Do not add add to what what I command you, nor subtract from it. it.
8: The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Do Do not add add to what what I command you, nor subtract from it. it. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpassed the merits and the desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
1: Some of the crowd accuses Jesus of being an agent of the devil working against himself. It's in today's gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sodik, And in today's gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we're reminded of the line from Proverbs, he who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. That's what the Lord teaches, as some of the crowd accuses him of being an agent of the devil. It's from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke.
4: Now he was casting out a demon that was dumb. When the demon had gone out, the dumb man spoke, and the people marveled, but some of them said,
7: he casts out demons by Beelzebul, the Prince of Demons.
4: Others, to test him, sought from him a sign from heaven, that he, knowing their thoughts, said to them,
7: Every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a divided household falls. And if Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? for you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul. If I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when one stronger than he assails him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoil. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he passes through waterless places seeking rest. And finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first.
1: This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings, are on the relevant radio app. As we continue looking at the Our Father, we consider what thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven means. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. Father, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We should be disposed to do the will of God and to love what God does or permits. When we find ourselves in circumstances that are outside of our control, we should look for God's loving presence. If our situation is difficult, humanly speaking, we should pray in a spirit of abandonment. Is that what you want, Lord? Then it's what I want also. These are wonderful opportunities for us to trust more and more in God. The divine will may present itself to us in the form of suffering, of sickness, or the death of a loved one. It may appear to us in the simplest of daily circumstances, such as the gradual weakening and aging of the body, an insufficient salary, or a professional commitment we cannot get out of. It could appear as some failure due to a simple mistake or misunderstanding. It might manifest itself in the grating personality of a coworker, the frustration of unrealized ambitions, and noble dreams the acceptance of one's limitations, or simply the lifelong struggle to grow in virtue. We may want to say with St. Teresa of Avila, Give me wealth or poverty, give me comfort or discomfort, give me joy or sorrow. What do you want to make of me? What do you want for me, Lord, in this present, actual, concrete situation? If we accept the divine will, God will give peace to our soul. We will also avoid useless human suffering, though we will experience pain. Christ himself wept like one of us. In the letter to the Hebrews, we read, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears. Our cries do not offend God, but move him to compassion. You said to me, Father, I am having a very rough time. In answer, I whispered in your ear, take upon your shoulders a small part of that cross, just a tiny part. And if you can't manage that, then leave it entirely on the strong shoulders of Christ. And from this moment on, repeat with me. My Lord and my God, into your hands I abandon the past and the present and the future, what is small and what is great what amounts to a little and what amounts to a lot, things temporal and things eternal, then don't worry anymore. The Lord wants us to accept his will in everything. He also wants us to do whatever we can to improve a bad situation, if that is possible. If this is not to be, or if we have to be more patient, let us hold on to our Father God's hand with renewed trust. As St. Paul said in the midst of a great trial, with all our affliction, I am overjoyed. Nothing can take away our joy. Our Lady is a model for us to imitate. Be it done unto me, she said, according to thy word. May your will be done, Lord, whenever it may please you. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's pray with the whole church once again. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance.
3: Lord, make haste to help me.
8: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
5: You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have grieved grieved by my sin. Have pity on on me, O Lord. Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from
8: my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done.
5: That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived.
8: Indeed, you love truth in the heart then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow.
5: Make me hear rejoicing and gladness that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my
8: guilt. A pure heart create for me and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise.
5: For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart you will not
4: spurn.
8: In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
2: as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever.
5: forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations.
8: You alone, you alone I have grieved by, by my sin. Have, have pity, pity on me o, me, o Lord.
5: Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for,
8: for we, we have, have sinned, sinned against, against
5: you. you.
8: Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people, over her incurable wound.
5: If I walk out into the field, look, those slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not.
8: Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We
5: wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O oh Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers that we have sinned against you.
8: For your name's sake, spurn us not, disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us and break it not.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
8: As it was was in the beginning,
5: beginning, is now now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen.
8: Amen. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for For we we have sinned sinned against you. you. The Lord is God. We are his people. The flock he shepherds. The Lord Lord is God. God. We We are are his people. people, The The flock he he shepherds.
6: Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing for joy.
8: Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock.
6: Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name.
8: Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen.
8: With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us pray. God, devoted to us as a father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us your people to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song.
5: The The Lord Lord is God. God. We We are are his his people, people, the
8: The flock flock, he he shepherds. shepherds.
6: A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians. I willingly boast of my weakness, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless, it is then that I am strong. The Word of the Lord. Thanks 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 be to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me.
8: At At daybreak, daybreak, be merciful merciful to me. me.
6: Make known to me the path I must walk.
8: Be Be merciful merciful to to me. me.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
8: At daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free.
6: as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen.
8: The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Raising our eyes to Christ, who was born and died and rose again for his people, let us cry out, Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Save Save those those you have have redeemed redeemed by by your blood, blood, Lord. Lord. Blessed are you, Jesus, Redeemer of mankind. You did not hesitate to undergo your passion and death. To redeem us by your precious blood. Save Save those you have have redeemed redeemed by your blood, Lord. Lord. You promised that you would provide living water, the fountain of eternal life.
6: Pour forth your Spirit upon all men. Save Save those those you have have redeemed
8: by by your blood, Lord. Lord. You send disciples to preach the gospel to all nations.
6: Help them to extend the victory of your cross. Save Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Lord.
8: You have given the sick and the suffering a share in your cross. Give them
6: patience and strength. Save Save those you have redeemed redeemed by your blood,
8: Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Let your radiance dawn in our lives that we may walk in the light of your law with you as our leader. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever.
6: Amen. Amen.
8: May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
1: The new day is dawning and the weekend is just ahead. I'll bet you've got some plans, but be sure to keep on praying. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid a bit later on, and after that, it's Patrick Conley with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Roll Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the
0: Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the Dramatized Audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group.